Trista Okel of Empower Body Care. Thank you so much for being with us on Hemp Barons today. Oh, Joy, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It is just so wonderful to be able to share with everybody. Of course, my sisterhood with you is something that I treasure so much. We have known each other for some years. We've traveled together, continuing to travel together. Uh, Our most recent trip in Atlanta for the USA CBD Expo that we both were able to present at. And what an incredible presentation you gave with your panelists. But you're such a hero, such a heroine in on so many different levels um, and have, have touched the cannabis movements and industries in so many different ways, but particularly when it comes to the hemp extract and CBD industry. Such an innovator, such an industry leader for ethics, for standards, for quality assurance right from the get-go as we were, and not, not that we aren't still at the outset of developing this industry, but in 2015, that was certainly the outset, and there you were really um, heralding the day with what quality assurance um, and safety and, and ethical manufacturing and selling and labeling meant when there were no uh, rules at all from, from a state level. Of Obviously, we've got the Code of Federal Regulations at a federal level for dietary supplements and for cosmetics. Uh, you specialize in cosmetics. Um, and have made your way not only an, into multiple retail shelves, but all the way to Nordstrom, which I just think is so fantastic. And I'm really excited to share uh, your story um, with the with our listeners and um, the various lessons uh, that you've learned along the way as well. So let's start, if we could, Trista, with what brought you to the hemp industry? Tell us what you'd like to share about that incredible story. Oh, thank you. Um, so in... And again, thank you for such a warm uh, welcome. That was that was amazing. I sure appreciate you, sister. Uh, so yeah, in 2004, um, a couple of things happened at the same time. One, my mom was diagnosed with three forms of arthritis and also fell and broke two vertebrae in her back. Doctors totally started prescribing her opiates and you know wanting to, to go that route with her. I was an aromatherapist, so I knew the powers of, of the healing powers of essential oils and terpenes, and I wanted to combine those with cannabinoids in order to give mom um, a topical relief from what was causing her so much pain. Luckily, from even the very first iteration of what is now our Lux body oil or the topical relief oil, mom went from an eight to a three on the pain scale, and I continued to share that product with friends, family, elders, members of the community, and kept hearing the same stories over and over again. People were getting relief and were stopping taking opiates and basically living better lives as a result of the the topical products that they were using. At the same time that happened, uh, I actually went to trial for having three small cannabis plants. Um, I had wanted to make my own and I started growing them, but I didn't know how to grow them yet. And uh, these these plants were literally under a foot tall each. And uh, they threw the book at me, um, and I took it all the way to trial. Now, I was privileged enough to have a family member, my mom, uh, who decided to actually refinance her home so that I could go to trial, because trial is not inexpensive. (laughs) So we went to trial. It was a a two-and-a-half-day trial, and at the end of the trial, a jury of my peers uh, found me not guilty in eight-and-a-half minutes. It was a pretty momentous event for me. It broke open my cannabis closet, <laughs> wide open, 
and I became an instant activist slash advocate for uh, therapeutic uses of cannabis, um, which in- obviously includes hemp. At that time, I decided that I was going to join forces with groups like Marijuana Policy Project and Americans for Safe Access, and I flew to Washington, D.C., and lobbied Congress. Um, this was back when Montel Williams was lo- lobbying Congress with us. At the same time, uh, I did participated in a direct action and sat down in front of Health and Human Services with Americans for Safe Access in order to draw attention to their lawsuit against um, the federal government for basically not rescheduling or descheduling cannabis from a Schedule One drug, which means that it has no therapeutic value. And uh, me and 13 other activists sat down and had a banner across us with the names of thousands of doctors who had recommended cannabis use for their patients. Uh, over the years, and uh, the whole point was was to bring awareness to this lawsuit, and the Washington Post covered it, and we did go to jail for what's called incommoding, it means blocking a sidewalk or blocking an entrance into a building, for about six hours. It was a $50 ticket, and the whole experience taught me a lot. The first thing that it taught me was that I wanted to do other things to help drive the movement and drive both federal legalization and also the uh, destigmatizing of the cannabis plant in general, which means both hemp and marijuana. But at the same time, we started, me and the other activists at that time in the jail cells started talking about um, polling and statistics and how to change the polls, because at that time, women were polling at about a 30% approval rating of uh, legalization of cannabis or or even decriminalizing. And obviously, we couldn't get to where we are today Uh, with those kinds of numbers. Now, what this experience taught me was, one, I didn't want to go to jail again. (laughs) Even if it was just for a few hours. I (laughs) Hats off to those who who are able to do that, and uh, I am not one of them. The other thing that I learned from that experience was that if we could destigmatize the plant and show folks that, especially women, that they could receive therapeutic benefits from uh, hemp and marijuana, aka cannabis, that we would we'd be able to, I would be able to change more hearts and minds that way than I would ever be able to do by sitting down in, in front of a building and blocking the doors. So I, I started working on uh, products like the one that I made for my mom, you know, soaking salts, lotions, creams, uh, etc. And kept hearing the same stories over and over again. And in 2013, I launched the company, and in 2014, I launched into the hemp space, and it's been a wild and crazy ride ever since. You have, you know, so, again, just been such a trailblazer uh, since the beginning. Now, let's let's talk about, you were not alone during that time with folks who were developing products, but but yet you are still here and you are here and well-established and have just tremendous reach now uh, with your hemp extract products. And and those, of course, are your oils, creams, lotions, and then um, and the bath salts. Tell us a little bit about how this process started. I know that in the beginning, um, you know, you had uh, your black label and your white label, right? You have a whole successful line of, of products that are sold uh, in adult use and, and medical d- cannabis dispensaries in the state of Oregon. 
Um, and I'm not sure, have you licensed out such that you have those products in other licensed cannabis dispensaries in other states, or is it just in Oregon? For right now, it's just Oregon. We're always looking for, for the right licensing partners. When those licensing partners show up, we will definitely be open to a conversation. Explore those. Excellent. Absolutely. So that was sort of the, the black label or the beautiful black packaging. And then, of course, you did the opposite white label with black writing for the uh, hemp extract products. And and that is what we see. We've got the two collections right now with Empower Body Care, one being, of course, the premier collection and the other being the Lux collection. Tell us sort of the journey of how these collections came to be and some of the lessons that you learned along the way. Yeah, definitely. So in with the cannabis collection, it, it, like you said, is only available in uh, regulated cannabis dispensaries in the state of Oregon. We had so many people visiting friends and family from out of state um, that would write to our company or call our company and say, I love the product. It works so great for me. How can I get it where I live? And I would have to explain, or they would want to take it with them. And I would have to explain to them that it was not legal to do so, that they couldn't cross state lines with it. And that's kind of what drove me to start the hemp extract uh, line, which, again, back in the day, we called black label and white label, which we haven't done for a while now. But <laughs> <laughs> and I know you continue to try to re remind me of that because I'm still stuck in those beginning days, sister. Oh, I mean, honey, you were sitting around the... the dining room table with me when I was brainstorming new products back in the day. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. Um, so that said, so we've got what you refer to as the white label, which we refer to uh, internally as the um, premier line. That's its official name. I can tell by the website. That's its official name, the premier collection. I mean, it was first. Yes, premier. <laughs> right? So those products are available in, you know, boutiques and uh, natural health stores. So anything in the natural food channel, New Seasons Markets, uh, Market of Choice, those kinds of stores. Now, um, we also have what's called the Lux Collection that is just an elevated amount of CBD um, in or hemp extract in the product. A little bit different packaging with the rose gold. It's uh, definitely a little bit more approachable for folks in Nordstrom. And Nordstrom is the reason why I launched that line. They wanted products that were not available in, in the natural food channel line, in natural grocery channel line. So that's how I launched the Lux line. Now, getting a relationship with Nordstrom, getting on the shelves at Nordstrom, and of course your products are widely available at Nordstrom.com and your own website, EmpowerBodyCare.com, but to get on the shelf or to get Nordstrom to even pay attention to you, uh, could you share that experience and some of those lessons with, with our listeners and, and the entrepreneurs particularly who are listening? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we were fortunate enough to, to know that they were looking for products and uh, we had a mentor of mine who made an introduction and that's how we were able to show our products to the buyers at Nordstrom, which was very fortunate and we're very glad to be working with them. They're great to work with. Now that said, not all, not all big corporate accounts are great to work with and we have worked with a number of others in the past as well and many of them require things like free fill. So that means that you have to give them two to four units for free, and then they'll buy two um, in, in order to carry you, your products on the shelf. 
Um, that said, some of these companies also require you to buy quarterly ads at, you know, $20,000 an ad, you know, when you do a discount on products, uh, anything you buy in a grocery store, for instance, that has a discount on it, it, the discount comes directly from the vendor. It does not come from the grocery store at all. Most people are not aware of this, uh, that how difficult, how challenging and how expensive it is for small businesses to be on the stores or be on the shelves, excuse me, of large stores. Um, it is definitely challenging. And uh, I recommend that, especially in today's times, that folks do everything they can to grow their direct-to-consumer market, uh, first and foremost, and to have that be robust and to make up at least 60, uh, if not more, percent of, of their uh, month, uh, revenue. Because if they are, are depending on uh, on these other relationships, um, it can obviously be cost prohibitive, number one, and also fatal when and if uh, that store decides to stop carrying your product. I, I think a case in point is Costco, um, which of course is founded here in the state of Washington where I live about 20 miles away, not even, um, you know, I think has had so much heartache over the years of these small businesses and even large businesses that have said, oh, I've got Costco. I mean, I don't need to sell to anybody else. I've got Costco. And then when Costco drops them like a bad habit out of a clear blue sky, which they're certainly entitled to do, um, the, the companies go under. And so I believe that now it's a requirement. You can't, Costco isn't even going to consider you unless you have at least 60% of your businesses with all, with these other channels for, for similar reason or analogous reason of what, what you just discussed. Security, essentially, in your, in your revenue generation and and in your distribution yeah it's definitely it's vital to to have that be um coming from many different places <laughs> for the revenue streams to come from many different places yeah so 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 these larger corporate um your experience with some of these uh, other corporate retailers are we're all learning here that it is the seller it's the manufacturer actually or the distributor the brand that is that is picking up the tab for any coupons or discounts also required uh, some of these it doesn't sound like it's a request to place an ad it is a requirement to place an ad with certain of these retailers is that the case that is the case and uh, in addition to that many of the retailers will will charge what I continue to call the um, even in the CBD world I continue to call the cannabis tax so um, for instance one uh, natural grocery or grocery store chain that we were in um, required us to place an ad. The ad was $14,000. It was, you know, two inches by one inch and uh, very, very small. And I have a, a, a colleague who is the CEO of a condiment business. Now, they were also required to place an ad that size. Their ad cost $5,000. Our ad cost $14,000. So, you know, that, that tax, that, that fee for being involved with the hemp plant or a cannabis plant in general is is constantly there and levied by not just the government in, in many cases, but also by um, large corporations. Just wow. And how about if you wanted a certain placement or an end cap or something of that nature? Are additional charges, um, generally speaking, assessed? Yes. Those charges are huge. 
I, those charges are so large that my small company doesn't even know how much they cost. It's like uh, th- that's not in the realm of reality for us. So let's not even bother having that conversation is what happens. So but meanwhile, you have been bootstrapping. Um, and I and I don't know what else. Uh, and I actually am not aware of the facts or what you might even be comfortable to share on. We're talking about a sp- small business that started with an acquittal. <laughs> Yes, um, it started with an acquittal. It started with an acquittal, a smile, and, and not very much money. Yeah, um, and, and yet you have been able to bootstrap it and make your way into those natural grocers and, and into uh, Nordstrom and on, and on Nordstrom.com. Any advice um, on, I guess it would really boil down to just budget spending lessons or, or hard, hard rules that you have for yourself um, in terms of being able to get to where you are right now without, you know, ha- and you still have the majority ownership of your company. I do still have the majority ownership of my company. Um, yeah. So for smaller companies that want to grow and, and want to build their companies a little bit by little bit, because maybe they don't have investors or don't have access to high net worth individuals to uh, even consider investing in them. I definitely recommend starting small and growing from there. So it started for me with guerrilla marketing. And from there, we have taken it to um, obviously not a lot on social because social media ads get taken down on a a regular basis. But there's other places you can advertise. You can advertise with programmatic ads. You can advertise on Google. It definitely is possible. And I highly recommend folks really focus on that. But also word of mouth. If you make a great product and folks love it and they really rely on it, they will tell their friends and family about it. And then they will tell their friends and family about it. And it continues to grow that way. Um, And that's really how we've grown in power. Uh, We've always been kind of of the people for the people. And our goal has been to empower as many people as we possibly can to live their best lives and and to um, enhance their wellness routines. And with our products, they can do that. Um, But the bottom line for me is that when people love your products, they will tell others. And that's how you can grow a company um, while bootstrapping, so to speak. Word of mouth. Absolutely. Uh, everything. And you have to make great products in order to generate, of course, that word of mouth. The products have to be of good quality. Yours, of course, are of superior quality. They need to be effective. They need to be at a right price point um, in order to generate that. And man, did you hit all of those marks basically right out of the gate. I mean, I've always been a stickler for quality. I've always been a stickler for third-party lab testing. And also the sourcing is super important. So for instance, I try to source from small family-owned farms that use organic methods in their growing, right? Um, that That's really important to me, especially because the hemp plant, as you know, is a bioremediator. So uh, we want to make sure that whatever we're putting into our products is completely clean and uh, as organic as possible. And all of our products are about 85% organic, but all completely natural. And the the one thing that I think a lot of folks don't talk about is how important the testing is. So I was recently talking with a colleague and the colleague said something to the effect of, uh, oh, they were actually, they were putting third-party lab tested on, and they were putting triple lab tested, actually, triple lab tested, excuse me, on their products. And so triple lab tested to me means that they take three samples from every batch 
and they test all the they test all three samples, right? What triple lab testing meant to this colleague and apparently to their attorney is that yeah, is that the hemp was tested in the field, and then the hemp then the hemp extract was tested, and then one sample of the final product of the finished good was was tested. That's what that's what triple lab tested meant to them. Wow. I just, I, I am doing a lot of patting on heads. Uh, it's always disappointing when, you know, you've got a, an attorney coming in with that kind of, t- not just a unsophisticated or just total lack of command um, of good manufacturing practices as it relates to, you know, whether it's dietary supplements or cosmetics, um, drugs or food, it doesn't matter. It's either being ingested orally or it's being ingested through the skin. Also, I guess my my other reaction to that is, in, in just in terms of a cautionary tale, is folks, um, you need the right tool for the job. So if you're taking your company public, you're going to want an attorney who specializes in IPOs and securities. Um, if you are having issues with, you know, your employees, you are going to want to hire a attorney who is specializes in labor and employment law. Um, if you are making cosmetics or dietary supplements, um, you want a attorney who specializes in FDA law, food and drug law. <laughs> um, do not go to your criminal defense attorney um, and <laughs> ask them what triple lab tested means because they won't know. <laughs> right. And it does sound like my colleague went to, an, went to say, a business attorney and, or a corporate attorney. And, and ask the corporate attorney. You know, and I, I did, as, as many folks know, you know, I was raised by an attorney. He raised me by himself. No brothers, no sisters, no mother um, at, at the time. Um, my, my father raised me by himself. And I've worked in law as a dual career most of my entire life. And, uh, and so it's including a, a, a little bit of that in legal malpractice insurance defense, just a, a nightmare of an area of law that I don't recommend to anybody. Um, but boy, it's always disappointing when attorneys themselves, I don't know whether it's because of a, maybe a narcissistic belief that they understand the subject matter or that it's your basic, I just want to bill my client. Um, so I'm going to tell them that I can, I can sufficiently advise them in, in these subject matter areas. Um, but it is always disappointing when attorneys dip their toe into areas of law that really require a specialization. And certainly it's, it, Cannabis alone is its own, whether it's hemp or other forms of cannabis. There are just absolute massive bodies and other areas of law that intersect with it and huge history, state and federal, that all needs to be taken to, into account. The same with hemp. Um, but if you're, if you're making a product in the United States of America or frankly other developed or even remotely developed company that a human being or an animal is going to put in their mouth or on their skin, um, it, that's some serious business right there. So it is fascinating. So let's talk then a little bit about your Empower Body Cares uh, testing protocols and or various aspects of your quality control program that you'd like for your for consumers to know. 
Of course, yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, I want to announce something that just happened this month. Yeah, so Healthline named us the uh, 2021 Best Topical Company. Whoa! Uh, CBD Topical Company. Whoa! Congratulations, and that's major kudos and recognition. Doesn't surprise me a bit. Just fantastic congratulations to you. The Best Topical for 2021. Yes, yeah, and the reason is because of our transparency, our dedication to testing, the efficacy and safety of our products, and um, you know, basically they work. <laughs> so that that was pretty exciting, and I really loved seeing in the article that that they noticed that we third-party lab test and that we we test for all the things that we test for, and that that was important to them, and that our certificates of analysis are easy to get to on our website. You don't have to have the, so for a lot of companies, um, they're a little bit cagey about it. For instance, you'll have to have the batch number in order to see a certificate of analysis from the third-party lab. And on ours, um, you can actually go to that section of our website and see all of our certificates of analysis over the last number of years and get to look at you know, what the lab has to say about our products. Now, um, that said, we test for a number of different things. Um, we're testing, we're taking at least two samples from every batch um, so we can make sure that the product is homogenous. So they're testing uh, to make sure that, it, that we do have a homogenous product uh, regarding potency. We're testing for uh, heavy metals. We're testing for um, pesticides, residual solvents, and we're testing for microbiological activity, which is yeast, mold, mildew, uh, bacteria, E. coli, uh, pretty much all the things that you don't want to see in, in a product that you're going to put on your skin. <laughs> and the reason that we're testing to that level is, one, to ensure our, that our customers that they can get a product that is clean and where they know that we care about the, the quality of the product. Um, we're also testing to, just because it, I think it's important for our um, industry to be testing to those those levels um, and to be testing for those things in all of their product in all products that are, that are on the market right now. And most states that have a sophisticated, you know, uh, regulatory framework in the absence of the FDA doing its job is uh, that they are, of course, creating all of those same testing standards, heavy metals, residual solvents, mycotoxins, and, and purity, all of those things. Um, but of course, you've been doing that voluntarily from the outset, knowing that um, that is what folks need for for quality assurance. What are some of the, the products that you find to be the most popular? Mm, everyone loves a, a good soak. Everybody loves the soaking salts, for sure. Absolutely. I And I just remember it 10 ways from Sunday, um, how popular. And I didn't realize, I think you were one of the very first, if not the first. I, it's a, always a dangerous word to use um, in these re-emerging industries, but I hadn't even thought. Now, bear in mind, listeners, we're going back now six or seven years, uh, about CBD and bath salts. And there you were creating them. And I, I hadn't, I just thought it was just this wild concept. But it's amazing how much folks were loving them. And you basically in the beginning couldn't keep them on the shelves. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, we were by far the first well-branded CBD topical company to come out with soaking salts, uh, as far as I know. That said, yeah, people, it was, they're very difficult to keep on the shelves and 
people love them. I still, we still receive to this day um, a ton of testimonials on a regular basis from people who are not just using the salts, but using the other products and really um, benefiting from them. But, but the soaking salts, they're, they are so good for so many things. I mean, it's a great detox. It's great for some me time and relaxation. They're great if you're having aches and pains and, and really it'll, it'll, the, the soaking salts will hit the aches and pains from so many different levels from the magnesium and the salts to the, um, the hot water in the bath to, of course, the CBD and the essential oils, um, also very helpful. And, and for skin conditioning alone, I mean, all of those things just, and, and, and you use, is it, is it just in the Lux line or is it also in the Premier collection that uh, the salts that you're using are, are in addition, of course, to the beautiful skin conditioning, et cetera, uh, hemp extract um, and high strength CBD, but Epsom salts, Dead Sea and pink Himalayan salts use all of those in that in that combination is that right yes so actually that combination of different salts is in both the premier collection soaking salts as well as the lux collection soaking salts such a rich and it's just such a, a rich formula um really just so fantastic also take us through and I've really been learning a lot about the differences. We've got ointments, we've got salts, we've got creams, lotions, jellies. You at Empower Body Care sell a lotion and a cream. Can you explain to the, uh, and in oils, of course, all for topical application. Explain the difference. Why would somebody want a cream versus a lotion versus an oil? So lots of people are adverse to the idea of an oil, regardless of how well the oil absorbs. Now, my oil, I use organic jojoba oil as a base in it and uh, as the main carrier oil. Now, I love wor working with organic jojoba oil. As a matter of fact, it's in all of my products, um, all of my topical products. And the reason being is because uh, uh, jojoba oil is the most like our own skin sebum or skin oil. So when you apply jojoba oil to your skin, it absorbs faster and it penetrates uh, more deeply. So it gets down further into the dermis than any other plant-based oil. Now, I only make plant-based products. I won't, I don't make products with animal um, byproducts in them. Um, so it really works well as far as any other carrier oil goes. That's why I'm, I'm just, I'm in love with jojoba oil. Everyone should be. <laughs> and they, you can find it in the Southwest. It grows wild in the Southwest part of the United States um, in case people did not know that. Now, um, the differences between lotions and creams and oils, lots of people will, like I said, will prefer a lotion. Now, I tend to prefer the oils personally. And the reason I do is because of that organic jojoba oil, it's going to absorb faster into the skin and it's going to be less, um, less sit on, sitting on top of the skin and more absorbing in. Um, anytime you include a product that has water in it, which is any lotion or cream, or most lotions and creams, um, you're going to find that, that those will sit on top of the skin just a little bit more than any sort of oil will. Um, however, people love their lotions and they love their creams, which is why I released those products as well, because I am a people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> you want everybody to be able to enjoy your products and the, with the medium, I suppose, that, that they love the most on their skin. Indeed. And I don't make salves or... Um, any of those kinds of products right now and the reason I don't is because they often have a wax in them and the wax ensures 
that they will definitely sit on top of the skin. So again, we're trying to get the penetration as deep as possible and we're trying to get that um, the products to absorb quickly and and have a really nice user experience. And in order to get that user experience, um, that's why I, I don't actually make the salves and, and such. You want to get it, get it in there, get it into those layers of the dermis. Yes. And um, what a lot of folks don't know is that front loading, what I call front loading, or applying a small amount and rubbing it all the way in multiple times in the beginning of, of using any sort of CBD product is super important um, and will actually give the user uh, longer lasting and better results if that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. And, and I often tell folks when I'm turning them on to to any of these products, I usually look at the very uh, container that is dispensing the product and I decide whether that's something that can be used as a massage tool and say, hey, put it on, use the container itself to massage it in a bit, wait a couple of minutes and then throw another layer on there um, if you really want to do yourself a solid. Uh, yeah, as it were, absolutely. Now, um, you have also gift sets and Power Body Care gift sets in addition to just the individual products. Is that right? That is. We have um, gift sets in, in all of the different lotion uh, sets. And uh, with that comes a four ounce soaking salt and a half a milliliter sample of the oil, which will allow someone to use that maybe two or three times, depending on the amount of surface area they want to cover with it. But a little bit goes a really long way with the oil, so it, it should cover an area a number of times. And some lotion, it looks like, is also in your gift sets. Yes, a full-size lotion. Full-size lotion. And the, and the, and tell me if you have scents in addition to these. It looks like you've got a cedarwood bergamot, peppermint and juniper, which I love. I love them all, but, oh, I'm such a juniper. Anything having to do with the whole... Right. Pinene, terpene, I guess is what we would say. The whole evergreen family. Um, and you have lavender and bergamot and lemon verbana. Are Those are the four sort of, those are the four scents that your products can be purchased in. Is that correct? Uh, yes. The lemon verbena, peppermint juniper, uh, cedarwood bergamot, and lavender bergamot. It's just such great uh, selection there. And so, and in so many ways, unisex. I mean, there's nothing here that says uh, feminine versus masculine or any uh, gender or identity in between. Exactly. Yes. I, I really love that about, about the sense. And I think that it's where my aromatherapy background comes in a little bit. Um, I, I am picking the essential oils. I pick all of my essential oils for their therapeutic benefits, but I also want to have a great user experience and I want the person to, to uh, you know, get some sort of aromatherapy from using the product. As a matter of fact, I was in Nordstrom and I was training some of their uh, team members um, on the floor and men and women alike uh, were loving all of the scents and they weren't, uh, you know, like none of them are too gender specific. They're, they're all fairly gender neutral and, um, and they also all are pretty refreshing. Totally. Absolutely love it. Are there any new products um, coming out that you are able to share with the listeners or something so exciting that you got to keep it under wraps right now? Oh, I do have a number of really exciting products I have to keep under wraps, but I can share one product that I'm, that I'm launching very soon. And that, so we are launching a 9,000 milligram, 60 mil or two ounce uh, bottle of um, CBD oil. 
So, for ingesting? For ingesting. It is, it is new to us on a number of different levels. One, it's my first ingestible product that I've launched. And I've put a lot of care into and a lot of research and, and time developing the product. And uh, in addition to that, um, it is also full spectrum. It's my first full spectrum product, um, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so a lot of folks don't know that studies show that CBD topically works great on its own. However, when you take it internally, it does help to have some, some, a small amount of THC in the product. Basically, I like to tell people the simplified version, which is to make it work better. Well, it's the entourage effect. We're saying, you know, it's a whole plant effect. We're instead of, you know, pharmaceutically sort of bastardizing the plant. And I don't mean to to say that in a negative way, because certainly isolates, um, which are more of a pharmaceutical grade, have, you know, a tremendous medical value. And as as research has shown, um, do work great when topically applied. But, you know, when we are are eating, we want to we want to consume nature. We don't want to consume uh, that that pharmaceutical, isolated, highly refined version of nature. And so, indeed, the entourage effect, a synergistic effect. The plant's compounds work better together than they do when they're separated chemically. Indeed, indeed. And which is why, um, when taken internally, that's what I recommend and what I what I always have what I always strive to make, actually. So, wow, this is a big deal. This is the first dietary supplement product that Empower Body Care uh, is making, and you're going for it. You are not fooling around. 9,000 milligrams of CBD. Now, is that 9,000 milligrams of hemp extract, or will there be 9,000 milligrams of CBD? There will be 9,000 milligrams of CBD. Wow, excellent. Okay, a full-spectrum hemp extract, and of that, the 9,000 milligrams of CBD. This is major, and of course, for someone like me who takes an average of around 120 milligrams of CBD a day, you know, I see products out there that have, you know, 100 milligrams of CBD in the bottle. Well, that's not helpful to me because that means I need to take, you know, up up 1.5 bottles uh, or, or 1.20. I need to take a bottle and a fifth a day and and so uh, you know that that doesn't work for me so incredible and what gave you the idea to to move into this product is it just because people were begging you to do something they love your topicals so much they are they want you to do an ingestible as well oh that's been happening for years but actually <laughs> um no it was actually my need for a product that drove me to make this product i need to take around 250 milligrams of, C- of cbd per day and I was buying tinctures and I was going through the bottles very quickly and I could see the waste building up, right? Like I don't like to create garbage and I was creating garbage. Bottle after bottle after bottle and carton after carton after yes, carton. Every, yes. Yeah. All day long. It was, I mean, not all day long, but you know what I mean? It was very, it was challenging and it was, it, it made me feel bad. And I wanted to, one, I wanted to have a product that was a, it's going to be a good value. And two, I wanted a product that you know, didn't feel wasteful in using it. So for instance, the person that wants to use, you know, a few drops a day, because 9,000 milligrams, that's about 7.5 milligrams per drop, right? So if they want to use, say, 50 milligrams a day, they can count out their drops and do it that way. Or um, someone like me, you know, I can take one and a half, roughly um, a little bit less than one and a half droppers full and get the amount that I'm looking for without, you know, feeling really wasteful with 
you know, using up a, a whole entire bottle or half a bottle. It sure does. Are you kidding me? It's it's outstanding. It's perfect. And I, you know, have thus far been getting by by I have obviously I know a lot of people in the hemp extract business, um, and so I use uh, soft gels um, from a particular colleague of mine that are very high uh, strength soft gels because I mean even just consuming the liquid etc. So what what a gift uh, that you're putting this this product out on the market so that folks who are also concerned with their carbon footprint um, and also just concerned there's it, just having to repurchase something over and over again is you know like our time is worth more than that so what a what a great first dietary supplement and strategic dietary supplement product um to be putting out there and i love the fact they like well actually what inspired me to do it was my own need <laughs> right <laughs> so fantastic well i can't help but thank you uh for just again the incredible example that you lead and you do it with such grace and diplomacy. I know that I, I've seen you present before um, on panels and, and generally, uh, you know, unless it's in one of these fancy pants uh, conferences where, oh, you know, it's all industry leaders like you, we end up, of course, many times in these educational shows and trade shows with folks who are not as sophisticated, but that are learning and teaching and have a great message to share with the audience. And I, I witness you um, on those panels with those folks just being so gracious when oftentimes non-compliant language or or advice that you know totally with all due respect just as bad advice and in some cases even unlawful advice and all with good intentions and with these folks unfortunately not even realizing <laughs> um that they're sitting there on stage as a speaker you know giving advice that is against the law which is not their intent at all it's just a, a manifestation of of a lack of awareness or or i guess ignorance for lack of a more descriptive term and then for you to sort of with a smile ever so graciously inform the audience of the correct information but doing it in a way that doesn't make anybody feel self-conscious or though they've said anything wrong and um, and uh, but but like me you want to make sure that uh, the audience and that the listeners are getting the most accurate and compliant information that they can especially when they're at a conference and and wanting to listen so I just I wanted to make sure that I just um, thank you for that and that I shared uh, and that I shared that that sort of reflection uh, Trista you are just so golden in so many different ways and areas as these emerging industries take root and reestablish themselves and uh, I just can't thank you enough for the role that you play in all of that sister oh joy joy ah it, it's such an honor and you know, we have to do that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to do it any other way. Amen. No, you would not, Trista, because that is who you are. Well, I can't wait to have you back on Hemp Barons again. And uh, until that time, I'm wishing you every success. Uh, and listeners, you can find out how to reach Trista at uh, and how to get to Trista's Empower Body Care products at podconnects.com. That's www.podconnects.com. We will have all of uh, Trista's links 
there. And um, please go check out Empower Body Care. Uh, You're going to love every single product that is available on that website. Trista, have a wonderful holiday season, sister. And thank you for being with us on Hemp Parents today. Thanks so much, Joy. It was such a pleasure. 